Good morning, good morning. How are you? This is Brenda Shoshana Eshen, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And it's lovely to be here with you on this rainy, cloudy morning. I happen to love rainy, cloudy mornings because I cozy in. My zazen is deep. Or something about the rain. And so it's lovely, lovely to be talking to you here this morning. Um, how are you? I hope everyone is doing okay. We're all doing okay whether we know it or not. Sometimes it doesn't feel like we're doing okay. Sometimes it hurts or sometimes we're scared. Or sometimes the days kind of rumble by in a way that are different, very different from what we had hoped or expected. And if somebody says, I hope you're doing okay, we say, no, no, I'm not doing okay. Things are not good. I'm waiting for a change. I'm hoping for a change. I'm working for a change. And that is how we operate in what's called samsara. I want to talk a little bit about what is samsara. It's a, it's a word. And what it means is our everyday life, our ordinary so-called life, which of course is not ordinary at all. Nothing is ordinary about it. Our fluctuating life. The, the samsara is our experience of never, never ending change. Day and night, good and bad, love and hate, conflict, opposition, often confusion because good turns to bad and bad turns to good and love turns to hate. It could happen just in a moment or it seems like boom, 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 happening in a moment. And that's very disconcerting because we desperately want something to hold on to. We want things to be secure and stable, especially, especially in these days. We're seeing it very vividly, very, very, very vividly in front of our eyes the enormity of what looks like really baseless change, groundless change, a situation in which anything can go. Everything goes. Anything can be said. Anything can be done with no regard for what we used to think of as truth, which we used to think of as truth or facts or reality or whatever. In other words, the dream of life is so apparent now and each one in their own dream demanding that it be heard, demanding that it be followed, demanding that it be known and recognized and respected. Very interesting times we're living in. In a way, it's the epitome of samsara, and it's a wonderful time to practice because it's really hard to hold on to this ever-changing world or to find peace or security or even hope in it. Someone said to me the other day, I have no more hope. And it was very sad voice, very despairing tone. I have no more hope. So I said, well, where did it go? Where, where, where did your hope go? What was this hope? And this person said, well, it just fled because I can't trust anything anymore. I can't trust my relationships. Can't trust my family. Can't trust my friends, everything. So much, so much immediate, quick confusion and change. So you see, hope is based upon things staying the same or turning out the way we want them to. Hope is an integral part of samsara. 
There's, of course, a different kind of hope, or I would use the word not hope, but motivation or aspiration. Because what are we motivated by? What keeps us going during these times, especially when hope is gone or when trust is gone? What keeps us alive? And by alive, I mean alive and the inside, what keeps us going. So, so this, this word aspiration, it's an, it can replace the idea of hope as being, I hope everything is going to turn out the way I personally want it to. Or I hope this person will be just the way I want. Aspiration is different. Aspiration is the wish and the need and the desire to see through samsara, to find what samsara is based upon, to find something that does not shift and change and disappoint us again and again and again. It's called aspiration. And that fuels many Zen practices and, and, and all kinds of practices, not just Zen practices, any kind of spiritual practice. Let me know who I am, what this is. What is this? What is samsara really? Rather than hate it and despair by losing hope, there's another reaction that comes out of aspiration. And that reaction is... it. it pushes us to be more alive and more vital and more determined. I, I, what is this? Where is this coming from, this wild merry-go-round of samsara? Where am I really? Who, what even the word I? What does that mean? And we just sit down because these are not questions that have intellectual answers. They can't be answered by ideas or concepts. They can't. All of that is part of samsara, figuring it out, planning it out, strategizing. That's not going to do it with this other kind of aspiration or question. Is there a place I can really call home is there a relationship that cannot be punctured? Mm, beautiful question. Is there that which is always, always here for me, no matter what, constantly present, always available, unchanging, unchanging? These are very powerful questions. They're very, very powerful questions. And especially during a time like this, they emerge naturally, and they emerge inevitably. And that's good. That's good. That's wonderful. Because as the lovely Zen teacher Joko Beck said, you don't really start practice until you're disappointed enough. And I always thought that was such a wonderful, wonderful way to look at it. When you're disappointed enough in samsara, when you realize, no, 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 I can't put all my time, devotion, energy into this constant upheaval of life. There's something else. I have to put my focus, my devotion, my attention, my aspiration to looking through it, not beyond it, not, not, not ignoring it, not denying it, but going through it to 
we say in the Hard Sutra, gate, gate, paragate, go to the other side of it. Other side. The other side of the lake. Go through it. Go beyond it. Go into it all the same and find that which can never disappoint you in any way. Now, when I say that, people might think, what? Something that will never disappoint me in any way? Now, that's a fantasy. That's that's a delusion, too. It's an idea. It's a promise, an empty promise. Well, and you think of it as just being based upon words and images and ideas. It, it, It could sound like that, but let me say something. We need words to use as pointers. Pointers. There is that which is endlessly complete and whole and deeply satisfying as well. So that we need an aspiration and it is an aspiration to know, even if we know it for one moment. And I would say everybody listening to this podcast and even those who are not listening, which is the majority of the world, have tasted that moment, have tasted that place where it is all whole, complete, and we're one, and we can rest, and the opposition is gone, and the disappointment and confusion is gone. We've all tasted it, even if it's for one second, and we all taste it in different ways, maybe through art, maybe through someone we love very much, so maybe through habit when the moment comes to have a child, the birth of a child. There are all different, different ways where we see be, beyond the veil of samsara. It gets pierced by itself. And that's inevitable. Actually, we couldn't live if we didn't have that taste. Even a little taste. Even a little sprinkle of cinnamon and sugar. I love cinnamon, by the way. A little taste. Honey. And it, it, it's fleeting. Many of us don't even recognize it. Some of us do, and we recognize it, and we keep trying to get it back again. However, the purpose of that little taste isn't just to keep getting that particular experience back again, but it's like pe- pecking, a hand waving to us from the other shore, pe- pecking, pecking us to the other side of samsara, showing us, that there's more, there's something different. That this samsara is simply a phase, actually, that we're living through. It's just a phase. It's like we're on a boat traveling along and the waters get very, very choppy. That taste, that, 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 that moment in time, some of us have it again and again. For some, it disappears. It seems to disappear. Truthfully, it cannot disappear because it's who we fundamentally are. It's who we are. We're based in that. It's, it's where we're resting even right now. It's where we're planted even right now. So as we practice, and that word itself it takes many, many, many different forms for different people. For Since we're listening to this particular podcast, practice would mean Zen practice. And that is rooted, rooted upon sitting down on the cushion. Zazen, zazen, zazen. 
And we even do zazen when we, when we get up from the cushion, cleaning the dishes, sweeping the floor. What is zazen? That's the really important question. What is it? What is this path toward through samsara? What is it, the path through samsara? I love that image. It's like a boat. It's like we've taken a boat ride. We're on a boat and we're going through the confusion through very turbulent waters, but we're planted in the boat. And even if it's rocking and rocking, somehow we're not going to fall out of the boat. And we're not going to lose what, what that young woman called was hope. We're not going to lose our aspiration. We're not going to lose this sense of life being a great journey. We don't get lost in the waves that are hitting the boat. We don't get start fighting with each wave that comes also. Many waves definitely have to come. We're not fighting them. We're, we're in our boat planted. And even if the waves are knocking the boat hard, we can enjoy that, believe it or not. Oh, it's quite a ride. Well, we're taking quite a ride, aren't we? <laughs> this is quite a ride. But somehow as we sit deeply, we become one with the waves as well, not just with the boat, not just with the water, but with the different waves that come. We're just becoming one with it, and therefore it cannot harm us, it cannot drown us, it cannot entangle us in the weeds or whatever it is under the ocean. We're not afraid of the others living in the water either, the fish, the sharks, the reeds, whatever we pass through, we become one with it. We relate to it differently. And when we relate to it differently, it is different. It, it is different. It cannot harm us. It accompanies us, actually, along our journey, along the way. It, becomes, it can even become a friend. Something that looked very ominous and dangerous in this boat ride can, really becomes a friend. And what a lovely moment that is. I've had that happen to me a lot when something that seemed ominous and threatening, and I relate to it completely differently. I'm in my boat, I'm in my center, I'm sitting, and I'm one with whatever is coming along. I'm not fighting it, I'm not hating it, I'm not fearing it, I'm one with it. I see it as a friend. If you see something as a friend, if you respond to it as a friend, it will become a friend to you. You're bringing out that aspect of it. That's a whole other discussion, and I will go into that in another podcast. So, for today, though, for today, I would say drive your boat. No. Be driven by the boat. No. Sit in the boat. That is what Zen practice is. Sit in the boat. Just sit deeply in the boat. Become one with the boat, with the waves, with the sky, with the, with the wind. That is what Zen practice is, sitting in that boat. And there's a huge trust, of course, that emerges, but it's way beyond trust. It's the experience of all is well, even in very choppy waters. Okay? So thank you very, very much for listening. It's great, as always, to talk to you. And thank you for your wonderful emails. 
and I appreciate all of it very much. By the way, I'm going to be, because of all the need around all the, I'm going to be giving a course online in November um, called Sacred Psychology. What it really is, it's the, a Zen way or a sacred way or a different way to, to do counseling with those who are in great need at this time. And it's a way to help us not become part of samsara, but through samsara, to, to get in touch with that which will never fail us. So if you're interested in learning more about the course, you can contact me at top, T-O-P, speaker at yahoo.com. It's going to be three weeks in the evening on Zoom. Okay, again, thank you so much for listening. Have a great, beautiful day.